If you enjoy this show, you will enjoy the new novel Alice Isn't Dead, a standalone, complete reimagining of this story. It's out now. Find it wherever you encounter books or at aliceisntdead.com. So to recap, uh, shit. There's a lot. Probably too much. Alice isn't dead. Let's start there. I thought she was, but she isn't. I'm not looking for her anymore. She asked me not to. She deserves to not be followed. What she did was wrong. Someone doesn't have to be perfect or even good to deserve not to be followed if they don't want to be. The threshold for deserving that is just being a human being that isn't a danger to anyone. But I'm still out here. Still driving a truck. Still searching. Not for Alice, but for understanding. She and I both work for a transportation company called Bay and Creek. But Bay and Creek is not just involved in trucking and is apparently at war with a group of inhuman entities I call the Thistlemen, who are responsible for unsolved serial killings all over the country. The Thistlemen appear to do this with the knowledge and permission of the U.S. government. Oh man, that's a lot when I say it all out loud like that. What am I doing? I should go home. But I can't. Alice isn't dead, and neither am I. Performed by Jessica Nicole. Produced by Disparition. Part 2, Chapter 1. The Last Free Place. I see their commander not two weeks later. I would have thought they would try to keep our roots separate, but maybe I'm below their worry, or even below their notice. And so the woman who led the Bay and Creek Army that saved me back in the town of Thistleman, I see her chatting at a distribution center outside of Omaha. She seems at ease, a truck driver on a smoke break, talking, flirting maybe with a warehouse worker. As she leaves, he hands her a piece of paper, which she puts in her pocket without reading. I don't think they were flirting. Then in Los Angeles a month after that, I see her again. She's sitting in her truck, not looking at her phone, not reading a book, not anything. Only staring straight ahead. This time, I decide to follow her. I will be late on delivery. I will be in a great deal of trouble. 
but I don't think they will fire me. Dead stop traffic in the valley. High above, way up there on a power line, are three tiny birds. They sway as the line sways. At any moment they could take off. And then the car in front of me moves, and so I move. And we inch forward a little more before stopping again. An hour later, we come over the hill and there is an entire plain of suburbia laid out for me. Orange tile roofs and the signs for Targets and Walmarts arrayed out into the distance like the flags of nation states, each one marking a place that is, in historical terms, mind-bogglingly huge. Forget the cavernous spaces inside, the aisles of products and the employee areas and the on-site warehouse. And forget the roof of each of these megastores, mesas of tar and ducts. Instead, just consider the parking lots. Acres and acres of lot for every acre of store. Entire medieval cities could fit into each one of these parking lots. At night, in the least lit corners, teenagers learn the best secrets of being an adult before trudging the next day to their cashier jobs in the Target or the cell phone stores to learn the worst secrets of being an adult. We give so much space to these lots without considering what kind of space they take in our culture. I follow her east. The hotter and drier the land gets, the more snow there is on the mountains above us. All through the desert here, patches of bright green, stands of trees and lawns, and hundreds of farm fields. They're wrong against a landscape like this, sure, but extravagant in their wrongness. They're not like an ill-fitting toupee, but like a towering purple and silver wig barely restrained by gravity. The green on the desert revels in its artificiality. At sunset, the mountains go pink, and then the edge of the color slides up the slopes, a candy avalanche in reverse, until only the peaks glow. And then, all at once and together, the mountains lose the last of the light and become silhouettes, as though finally letting out a long-held breath. We pass Palm Springs and turn south toward the Sultan Sea. An expanse of salt water created accidentally by a flood and maintained by agricultural runoff. With no natural flow of water in or out, the sea is destined to die, evaporating into an ever saltier state, and because of the fertilizers and the runoff, subject to algae blooms that cause mass die-offs in the fish. When I was a kid, we lived near a lot of agriculture, and from the road we could see a pond near the edge of some fields. It had a little island in the middle, trees all around it. The water was bright green, one day, my friends and I snuck under fences, through the fields, and to the pond. The entire bottom was lined with black plastic, something I realize only now was because they didn't want whatever was in that pond seeping into the groundwater. We swam for a couple hours, went home, 
showered, and agreed that there was something wrong about the water there, and that we would never go back. Anyway, that's basically the story of the Salton Sea. All of California spent the 50s and 60s sneaking into a pond of agricultural runoff, and then later realized that there was something wrong with the water and they should never go back. And so the resorts died, crumbling away or buried in mud. We're heading along the coast of the sea now. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. The boat keeps dipping down and then up sharply, which is disconcerting in a truck like this. We pass these little dry streams, each one called a wash. I just... I just passed butter wash. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Bug wash. That sounds less good. We're turning off the highway in a town called Neeland, at the hollowed-out ruin of a corner store, where someone has left a dog, a pony, and a horse all hitched together under a broken wall. Past this is a scattering of houses and trailers, and then an electrical substation and some railroad tracks, and then a concrete pillbox spray-painted with the words, Slab City, the last free place. The Squatter City. A mixture of gutter punks and anarchists and artists and just retirees looking to make their pension stretch. Anyone who wants a patch of land without worrying about paying for it. The last free place. I'm keeping back because there's only one road in and out of Slab City truck like this stands out on it. So I'm going to have to be very careful. What are those lights? Oh, no. oh god. Oh shit. Oh god. The cop is sitting there been several minutes. They have not gotten out of the car. Lots of trailers in sight, but no people. I think they scattered when they saw the cops. I would have. The officer's getting out. They're walking toward me. I'm going to. I'll leave the radio on. Just in case. Hey. Hey. Hello, officer. How can I help you? Do you have any idea how fast you were going? Uh, no. I, I think I was... Well, how fast was I going? I don't know. That's why I asked. I have it on cruise control. It should have been right around the speed limit like to give up control? I'm sorry? Don't be. It's a common wish. Life is so complicated, anything to make it more simple. I'm not sure, but... How can I help you, officer? What's your name? Keisha. Okay, Keisha. No problem. I'll need your license and registration, please. Sure. 
I'm gonna run these through the system. Sit tight. <sighs> Jesus. She's been in her car for a while. Her uniform was weird. I can't even put my finger on how. It seemed sloppy somehow. But the badge looked like it was plastic. It's probably just... She's coming again. You can have these back. Thank you. Did you have a chance to visit the beach? The beach? Of the Salton Sea, back there. It's weirdest beach ever. The sand isn't right. It's not the right texture. It's covered in petrified fish. What is happening right now? And then you look closer at the sand, you know, of the beach, and you realize the sand isn't sand. It's fishbone. The beaches are made of fishbone here. Is there a problem, officer? I used to have this thing as a kid. I didn't like uncovered windows. Mostly after dark, but sometimes during the light, too. At night, I thought there was something out there watching me. Even if just a little sliver of the window was uncovered. I would picture an eye pressed up against it. And then during the day, it was different. I would instead imagine some horrible creatures shuffling around the house and they would be arriving that window soon and they would see me, but worse, I would see them. Such childish fear, but as you and I both know, not an unfounded one. Officer, I... Was there a particular reason you pulled me over? You were going fast. I was going over the speed limit? I have no idea. You were going fast. Big truck, going fast. It's exciting. Anything that big and fast, you want to chase it. What department do you work for? Are, are you a state trooper, or...? I'd have to check the car. I forgot what it said when I got in it. When you got in it? It was dark. I've gotten more used to the dark. I've grown as a person. I would have thought you'd be proud of me. You aren't a police officer at all, are you? You're... You're a weirdo who stole a police car. Well, that's an interesting theory. Here's my badge. This doesn't say any department on it. It says that you are a police instigator? I could take off both your arms. What?! With my own hands. No tools. I could take them off. I've done it before. It was easier than I thought it would be. Trying to drive away would be a mistake, Keisha. I'm just here to talk. What do you want? You know, it's been so long since anyone asked that. I was just thinking about it. Standing on that beach made a bone. Near a town with its cheery 50s resort signs still up, a woman on water skis and a bikini, and now the whole town's shrugging its way into the silt. What do I want? I don't know what I want. So let's instead think about what you want. What do I want? To be careful. 
You've seen things. We don't like people who have seen things. I would say it makes us nervous, but we don't have the capacity for nerves, so more it makes us agitated. It makes us wild. Have you ever been made wild? I... It doesn't matter. That was a rhetorical question. Or not a rhetorical question, what's that word? Threat. I'm threatening you. Okay, I... Now your turn to listen. I faced fiercer dangers and walked out alive. I've seen things that I could never explain, not if I spent a hundred more years talking into this radio. You want me scared? (laughs) Officer, you have no idea. I'm always scared. You think fear is new to me? You think fear is the novelty that will change my behavior? For me, fear is living. And I've lived this long, haven't I? I said, haven't I? I like you. You're the most interesting one yet. I could see why they sent me. They know I love the interesting ones. Who sent you? The police? You think the highest it goes is some thugs in blue? You think the Thistle men could live in peace on an Air Force base because some state troopers are in on it? Police don't understand. I feed on the police. Try to feed on me. You wouldn't be the first. Feed on you? We just met. We have so much more to get through first, Keisha. I take my time. Drive safe now. I'm letting you off with a warning. But remember. Yeah? I could dismantle you with just my teeth. I've done that, too. I'll be seeing you around, Keisha. This is going to be a good time, I think. Isn't it so nice, you know, when you love your job? What just happened? Oh, Alice, this is much worse than the Thistlemen, I think. They were hungry, but she... She was smart. She was very smart. I'm in a bad position here. I hope you're safer. The woman I'm following is out of sight, of course. But there's only one road in and out, and nowhere else she could go. I just have to wait. An entire day, by the way. An entire day I spent waiting and searching. A sculpture garden made of discarded junk. A library tucked away back among the sage and trailers. A towering monument to Jesus made of hay and latex paint. A squatter shack on a hill with a big yellow eye watching me. I don't know how, but the woman from Bay and Creek and her entire truck vanished in the last free place, among the trailers and abandoned military structures. I don't know. I think I should lay low a bit. I'm going to head north, try to stay out of the radar. But the officer, 
she isn't done with me. There's bad trouble coming. I can tell you that, Alice. There's some truly bad trouble coming. This episode also featured the voice of Roberta Clendress. Hey, Alice Heads, which is a name I just came up with for listeners of Alice Isn't Dead and that I don't think I'll ever use again. Anyway, I'm releasing two books this year, which is a weird thing to say, but I've been working on both of these for years and I'm so excited for you to read them. Okay, first on May 11th, 2021, the first 10 years, two sides of the same love story. So there is a love story that happened behind the scenes of Welcome to Night Vale between me, Joseph Fink, and Meg Bashmaner, voice of the Night Vale credits and MC and tour manager for the live Night Vale show. In this memoir, we recount the first 10 years of our relationship, year by year, without consulting each other beforehand. It's a funny and romantic story about how differently we experience and remember our lives. Then, on July 20th, The Halloween Moon, my first ever novel for ages 10 and up. Esther Gold loves Halloween, until the year that Halloween night just won't end. Even she doesn't want Halloween to last forever. No matter your age, if you're a fan of Alice Isn't Dead, I think you're going to love this book. Get these books wherever you get your books. And now, a knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Who's there? A sense of well-being. A sense of well-being who? A sense of well-being, a touch of the hand to snow, the way it feels good until it doesn't, the way it only hurts later, the way that the world seems lighter, as in illumination, and the way the world seems lighter, as in weight, and the way the world seems lighter, as in stress, the way it seems like we've hidden all that was ugly under a fresh start until the friction of our movement starts turning all that was hidden back to the surface, because it always resurfaces, because the dead return, because light reverses. Weren't you glad I didn't run screaming into the woods? Never heard from again physically? Impossible to stop hearing memory-wise? 
This has been a production of Night Vale Presents. Find out more about us and our shows at nightvalepresents.com. Hello, iPod broadcast listeners. My name is Meg, and I am one of the esteemed tri-hosts of the beloved iBroad Good Morning Night Vale. I, along with my hilarious friends, fellow Night Vale actors, passionate eaters, and soft-hitting journalists, Symphony Sanders and Hal Lublin, are now over 100 episodes into our deep dive recap show of Welcome to Night Vale. We've tackled topics like soft meat crown head cannons, Cecil's fashion, and whether Steve Scones were really all that terrible, plus behind-the-scenes stories from the Night Vale creative family. And we've heard from listeners like you about queer representation, Night Vale named pets, major theories, minor questions, and of course, best and worst practices for, um, alternative spa therapy services. If you know, you know. Check out Good Morning Night Vale every other Thursday, wherever you get your eyebrods, eye casts, pod broads, and podcasts. I think I like pod broads the best. I'm a real pod broad myself.